0: All right, all you
1: D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And we are just one week away from our Easter edition here at the show. But this week, for the week of April 10th, 2014, show number 70, we have all kinds of fun. Because our very special guest stopping in here this week has spanned generations. He is an American icon, a staple when it comes to television, film, and more. We have none other than Jerry Mathers stopping in here at the show. That's right, Jerry Mathers, who your parents have grown up with, we've grown up with, our children are growing up with him. We know him as Beaver Cleaver from Leave It to Beaver. That's right, Jerry Mathers is going to be stopping in and sharing all the different things from his iconic role as Beaver Cleaver on the award-winning show Leave It to Beaver. We're also going to tackle a variety of other things with him about his Disney Channel series, Still the Beaver, as well as his many movie roles with Alfred Hitchcock and more. And Jerry Mathers is going to be stopping in here very shortly and sharing all these stories with all of you D-heads here on the show this week. In addition, we have the D-team back. No show would be complete, without the D-Team here. And you have questions, and Air has answers. And he's going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and answer all your questions with I Want to Know. And we have Caitlin back, who's going to give you a little bit more about the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW in 2. And we also have the return of Jason. Now some of you new D-Heads out there may not remember Jason, but Jason is going to tackle our DVD and Blu-ray reviews with The Vault. And I'm sure this week he's going to tackle one that is very true to our very special guest and the Disney Channel. So all of you D-Heads, we have all kinds of fun. We have tons of news hot off the D-Wire and many other special goodies here this week. So as I am excited to talk with an American icon, a staple in television, I'm just going to kick it off this week with how fitting being the 50th anniversary of small world today. It just seems fitting to kick off the show with Small World. I'll be right back all d heads and let's officially kick off show number seventy for the week of April 10th, 2014. It is a small world after all. Be right back, all VD heads.
2: Envelope to Davis and Kirk Right down that Live
3: from stage 14 at Universal Studios It's the new Leave It To Beaver Rap Party
4: Everybody get up and make your hands clap Get ready for the new Leave It To Beaver Rap We said everybody get up and let's have some fun it's Beaver's 30th anniversary, and they're still number one. But the G- It started in Mitchell back in 57, the first year the Cleavers were on your, your television. television. So listen up closer to our little tune, we're gonna introduce the Beaver's mother, too. She's America's number one mom, she has knowledge, working for the city council, going to college. For many years she has, with the two young boys, while they were younger they made a lot of noise. But now the boys are grown up with families of their own, Wally's moved away, but Beaver still lives at home. Me- People. People to people. Everyone knew from the very start That Wally would marry his childhood sweetheart Her name's Mary Ellen and she is a writer Writing for the paper is a one desire Together they have a little girl and a boy Kelly and Kevin, two bundles of joy. Well, we talked about Wally's kids and his wife. But let's not forget Beaver, too, has a family life. Raising two boys hasn't been an easy task. Making sure they have these tops attend class. Ollie's 12 and Kip is 16. Life with them hasn't been all peaches and cream. Between Ollie's karate and Kip's band, Beaver's had to keep it from grip and understand. Leave it to Beaver. The Cleavers have many friends, but the ready, High School is not one of them. For many years, Eddie's gave advice and wisdom, but it was really bold that he was giving them, taking the easier way in life, having a company and a wife. Eddie was lucky to marry a lady named Gert, even though she's pretty, he treats her like dirt. Freddie and Bomber are two young rascals, grooming them every day to be the perfect hassles. Freddie's the guitarist and is extraordinary. Karma was bad, sent off to military But before we finish, before we end Let's not forget, there's another friend He is not dumpy, he is not grumpy. You all know him better as Lumpy So now you've heard, the new Beaver rap About the show that put Mayfield on the map So now, you know what you should do? Stand and applaud, the cast and the crew Leave it to the
5: Beaver, leave it to Beaver Good evening i want to welcome everyone to the rap party tonight my name is frank bank a lot of people who don't know what a rap party is after you've been working on a show all year and it is a lot of work it's a lot of fun but it's a lot of work there's a lot of pride that goes into everybody's job and not just the acting talent the writing talent the cameramen the sound men everybody has their own job and they're all professionals And when you have the pressure of putting out a show and finishing on time week after week after week, at the end of the season, and you just let your hair down and you relax, and everyone has a party, and we tell jokes, we eat. We just have a good time, just like any other family
0: would do. Hey, everybody out there, this is Jim Cummings.
6: And you're going, who is that guy? Well, I'm the masked voice behind, oh, I don't know, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger Tooth, Darkwing Duck and a few others and you are listening to disney on demand but you knew that
0: i can't believe it. it's disney blues disney on demand You hear that it's the
1: winds of change
7: here's your host
1: jonathan johnson Alright, all of you D-heads, So I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 70 for the week of April 10th, 2014, and we have all kinds of fun, as we have an American legend, an icon, a staple in television, Jerry Mathers, is going to be stopping in here very shortly here at the show. Yes, you remember him from Leave it to Beaver, still the Beaver from the Disney Channel, and the new Leave it to Beaver show, and many Alfred Hitchcock films, and Jerry Mathers is going to be stopping in here very shortly. So, all of you D-heads, we have all kinds of fun lined up here. Here this week we have the D-Team We have the return of a classic D-Team member And many other things including tons of news Hot off the D-Wire So before I jump into it, right away this week All of you D-Heads, I do want to give you all the different ways You can stay connected here at Disney On Demand And remember first and foremost You can always visit our official website At DizRadio.com That's D-I-Z Radio.com There you can find our complete list of past shows The archives and more Listen to all 70 of our past shows Connect up with the D-Team, read our latest news blog and more right there on our website at DizRadio.com dizradio.com, And remember you can always connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney on demand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B L U. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z radio. And remember, you can always get the show right there in the palm of your hand, on your device, and more. Just subscribe through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So stay connected. All of you And remember, you can find all this information on our website at DizRadio.com. Radio.com. So with that said, let's just jump into news hot off the wire this week. And since it is April 10th, 2014, let's say what's on everybody's mind. And how about Small World Turning 50? That is right. We kick off the show with it here this week. And everybody knows, yes, today is the day. Anyone who has been to a Disney park has heard the song, It's a Small World. We all know the tune. We all know the ride. We all know everything about it if you're a Disney fan. It is a timeless Disney tune that goes through our memories From past theme park experiences all the way through our childhood, growing up with it, you know this song. And this week, Disney has officially kicked off its 50th anniversary celebration. That's right, Disney Parks Worldwide has now hosted a global sing-along today on April 10th. At the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, a huge chorus was performed this morning in front of Cinderella Castle at the Magic Kingdom. It was then broadcast on Good Morning America, and I'm sure you can find it online, YouTube, and more. Now, tributes to the song are also going to be held throughout the the day all day at the park at the magic kingdom today now the song and the animatronic attraction debuted back in 1964 at the new york world's fair and it was shipped to disneyland in california and then recreated at other disney parks now the attraction opened at the walt disney world resort in florida when the park opened in 1971. so that is why we kicked off the show here this week with small world it was inevitable i could have gone the route of not playing it but it's inevitable. We all love it. We all embrace it. It's a Sherman Brothers classic. So a happy birthday, small world, on celebrating 50 wonderful years. Now, on a sadder note, moving into news, and I'm going to go more into this next week here at the show, but we all have to bow our heads in a moment of silence because the wonderful, the iconic, the silver screen legend Mickey Rooney has passed away. That's right, the American staple, the institution at 93 years old, this week has passed away. Now Mickey Rooney has been one of those people that has been in the limelight his entire career, from early films with Judy Garland all the way through many Disney classics like Pete's Dragon and even making an appearance in the Muppet movie back in 2011. Mickey Rooney is one of those people that is going to go down in silver screen history as a true Hollywood icon. With his ups, his downs, awards and more, he is a true Hollywood legend. Let's bow our heads for the iconic silver screen legend, Mickey Rooney, who has passed away this week at 93 years old. Yes, Mickey Rooney is surely going to be missed. Now, pushing along in news here hot off the D-Wire, how about the Twilight star to play Jafar Sun in Disney Channel's The Descendants? That's right, Twilight star Boo Boo Stewart has been cast as Jay in the live-action original movie centered on the group of iconic Disney villains, teenage kids, the Hollywood Reporter has officially learned. Now, The Descendants is set in a present-day idealistic kingdom, where the beloved teenage son of King and Queen of Belle and Beast has poised to take the throne. His first proclamation offer a chance at redemption to the troublemaking offspring of Cruella DeVille, Maleficent and the Evil Queen, and Jafar, who have been imprisoned on a forbidden island with other villains, sidekicks, evil stepmothers, and stepsisters. Now, Kenny Ortega, who directed the highly successful High School musical franchise, is going to helm the film. Now there's a lot of great people that are going to be behind this and Descendants is going to begin production in the spring for a 2015 official release. Now Boo Boo Stewart was best known to audiences as Seth, a member of Jacob's Pack in the Twilight movie franchise and he's also a stuntman. He has many projects on various stages including X-Men Days of Future Past and many other places. So Boo Boo Stewart is the latest that is now tagged to play Jafar's son in the Disney Channel exclusive The Descendants. Now, continuing on with the small screen in Disney Channel, how about Disney Channel's What the What Weekend is kicking off tomorrow on Friday? That's right, Disney Channel is now mixing things up with their What the What Weekend. Your favorite shows are going to see some familiar faces in brand new places as they guest star from other shows pop in for all new episodes. Now, if you have a tween or a young child or somebody that just kicks back and loves the Disney Channel, you're going to love this. Yes, it's all kicking off on Friday, April 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. Standard Time with Jesse. Now they're going to have Creepy Connie, who's played by Sierra McCormick, as Creepy Connie 3, the creepening, and this time she's not alone. She's going to be able to handle both Connie and Mackenzie, G-Hanilus, for their fight for affection. Then right after, they're going to have a brand new dog with a blog, where Stan is misbehaving. Now you're also going to see some familiar faces from Good Luck Charlie, as Lee Allen Baker is going to be on there as well. Now the guest star Awesomeness is going to continue on Sunday, April 13th at 8pm with Liv Maddie. Now, to bone up on her role for her next movie, Liv enlist the help of Fangs, played by Laura Morano, who you may know from Austin and Alley. Now, there's also going to be a brand new I Didn't Do It, where they're going to have Olivia Holt on there, as well as Peyton List, and a brand new Austin and Alley with many other people on there as well. So, if you love the Disney Channel, and you love how they mix it up and have many of their stars guest star on each other's shows, it is the What the What Weekend, kicking off this Friday, tomorrow, April 11th. Now, pushing right along with Disney news, how about an old phone bill clearing a killer after 25 years. That's right. After 25 years behind bars during Jonathan Fleming's trial for the shooting of a drug dealer in Brooklyn, New York, one of the detectives on the case was asked if he recalled pulling a hotel receipt out of the defendant's pocket, which proved that he was a 1,000 miles away at the Walt Disney World Resort on the night of the murder. The detective denied all knowledge and Mr. Fleming was found guilty. Well, now 25 years later, they have checked the phone records and justice has been served. It is officially been proven that he was at the Walt Disney World Resort and there were phone calls that were made right there simply hours before the murder took place. There was no way that he could actually hop a flight and get where he needed to be and perform this murder. So after 25 years behind bars justice has been served because now he has proven that he was on vacation at the Walt Disney World Resort 25 years earlier. So at least justice is served and you know cold cases don't always go cold so it's good to know that people are working around the clock. Now staying with the Walt Disney World Resort let's give a little bit of happy news and we always love happy news here at the show and how about Make-A-Wish and how about a six-year-old Greenlee Boys dream coming true with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yes in Lafayette Colorado a six-year-old Greenlee Boys wish was granted earlier this week thanks to to the local chapter of Make-A-Wish Foundation. Now, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Colorado, presented Gabe Daggert, who suffers from a chronic kidney disease with a trip to the Walt Disney World Resort at a wish-granting ceremony at the Minimally Invasive Spine Institute in Lafayette, according to a press release from Spinal Elements. Now, Mickey and Minnie were on hand to present Gabe with his big dream trip, which was made possible by the boulder spine surgeon, Dr. Van Busker, and Spinal Elements. Now, at the ceremony, Kayla Dagger, Gabe's mother, said, we are so humbled and thankful that Gabe has been granted a wish from Make a Wish Foundation. It's the best gift you never want to receive because it means your child is sick. But I do believe that the anticipation of it and the hope of excitement has brought a bit of health to our family and his dreams to come alive. I love situations like this. It's not good that he's sick, but it is something that keeps dreams and memories and hope alive, something Walt Disney truly would want. Now, pushing along with Disney news, how about getting into boats and cruise lines, and how about the Disney Magic adding interactive Marvel's Avengers Academy at sea? Yes, the Disney Cruise Line now has four ships sailing the seven seas, and the oldest ship, the Disney Magic, is now the newest, well, in a way, as Disney has now renovated the ship with brand new technology, including video game experiences only available on the Disney Magic. Now, the centerpiece of the new ship, at least for the comic book fan, is the first collaboration between Disney Imagineers and Marvel with Marvel's Avengers Academy located in the Disney Oceaneers Club which is open to 3 to 12 year old children. Now Marvel and Walt Disney Imagineers have created a new space for children to enter into the Marvel Universe. Now Marvel's The Avengers will make their presence known in an epic way aboard the Disney Magic thanks to the new video game technology. Your crime fighters are transported to a high tech command post used by The Avengers for special missions and operations training. Some of the equipment that helps the Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. You have Iron Man's suit of armor. Captain America's shield, Thor's hammer, and so on. Now there's a variety of different things you can do, and as they've released onboard the Disney Magic, it's not only about the technology, said Solano, who is behind many of these things, it's also about the storytelling and making sure that we transport kids' imaginations to different places, whether it's the Marvel Universe or Toy Story. So definitely check this one out if you are visiting the Disney Magic, and you know, it's fun. I mean, as they have put it, today's connected kids of all ages don't take a vacation from playing video games. So So they want to bring that to the disney magic as well it is something that is ingrained into today's culture now moving away from cruise ships and getting back to the small screen how about the home shopping network and disney studios announcing a multi-film entertainment marketing collaboration that is a mouthful now leading entertainment and lifestyle retailer Home Shopping Network today announced that a multi-film marketing collaboration with Disney Studios for three highly anticipated films, Maleficent, Cinderella, and The 100-Foot Journey. Now, the three-film collaboration with HSN is spanning two years, and it's the first time that Disney Studios has enlisted an omni-channel retailer for a comprehensive long-term entertainment marketing alliance. Now, HSN is bringing the spirit of these movies to life through bold, imaginative products and top designers and brands. Now, in advance of the release of each film, Thank you. HSN is going to create content-driven retail events across all platforms from TV, online, social, and mobile. Now these innovative shopping experiences are going to be exclusive curated assortments of many products from HSN's fashion, jewelry, beauty, home categories, and many things that are inspired and reminiscent of these three films. Now the first ever event is going to take place during the days leading up to May 30th, 2014 which you may know is the release of Maleficent the highly anticipated Angelina Jolie film. Now it's going to be followed by similar events for the 100-foot journey in August of 2014 and Cinderella in the spring of 2015. Now, as they have released, this long-term collaboration is a testament to the success of our entertainment integration strategy that infuses fans and brings it to your home, to your office, and many other places. If you want to find out more about this, definitely check it out at hsn.com. Now, we have a lot of things in news here off the D-Wire here this week, so let's close it up with one more thing, and how about all of you run Disney fans? Now, how about Transitions Optical to sponsor signature events at Epcot, Thank you the Run Disney Series, and the Festival of Masters at Downtown Disney. Yes, they're going to showcase new Transitions Adaptive Lenses. Yes, Transitions Optical Incorporated signed an agreement with the Walt Disney World Resort to be a sponsor of signature events at Epcot, Run Disney Series, and Festival of Masters at Downtown Disney. Now, the event sponsorship is an agreement that's going to encourage wearers of prescription eyeglasses lenses to enhance their visual experiences and enjoy all the sights of their lives, both at these signature events and beyond. Now, throughout the year, Transition Optical will be a Sponsored at the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, as well as Disney Sports Run Disney Series, and the Epcot International Food and Wine Fest and the Walt Disney World Festival of Masters in Downtown Disney. They're also going to be featured at the Atlanta Brave Spring Training and the Summer Festival, both held at the ESPN Wild World of Sports Complex. Now, while at these signature events, Disney guests will have the opportunity to learn more about Transition's family of products, particularly the recently introduced Transition Signature Lenses, which are the most responsive everyday adaptive lenses, dark even more outdoors and providing maximum clarity indoors and at night. Now, wearers of clear eyeglass lenses will visit the designated areas to receive lens trial decals for a chance to try transition lenses at their own prescription to experience the enhanced visual effect. Now, as they put it, we are excited to have Transitions Optical as a new sponsor at some of our signature events across the Walt Disney World Resort, said Michael Cohen, Vice President of Alliance Management for the Walt Disney World Resort. Transitions will showcase its product and allow guests at some of our most popular events to try the transition signature lenses in their own prescription. Now this is a great way to bring clarity and life to everybody's everyday life. So if you want to learn more about Transition Lenses and being the sponsor, definitely check them out at transitions.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, there is a ton more news hot off the D-wire. We have the D-team waiting in the wings. You have questions, he has answers and Aaron's going to be stopping in with I Want to Know. We also have Caitlin, who's going to give you a little bit more from Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2 and many other goodies. So before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Vacation by Disney and make it the most magical and memorable that you're going to have. Definitely contact them and visit the agents at pixievacations.com. So, all VD D-heads, with that said, I'm going to get a drink, I'm going to gear up, release the reins to the D-team, and uh, I will be back shortly. Let's continue down this track as we gear up for the one and only Jerry Mathers stopping in here very shortly. Be right back, all VD you D-heads. Take it away, team.
8: So when you get back home... What do you remember about your Disney time?
3: It's magical. It's magical. Super so magical. It's so
8: magical.
4: It's magical Cause it man has my oh. we it's because it's m and got you gummy
5: bears.
9: It's a
3: great
7: time. Because it's Halloween time. Celebrating good times. It's magical. The whole family's
9: excited.
3: It's magical. Great place to celebrate happy birthday. Celebrate our first anniversary. It's a great place to
9: birthday, <laughs> <we're gonna laughs> great place. Place. You get away. The Everybody's <inaudible> smiling. This
5: is great. Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse is in the, 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 the house. in the house.
1: It's a party, un-made tray, every day It's a party, un-made tray, I love to parade This is a world where everybody,
9: my entire family, even for the folks like me I like face, mountains, flashy hell, and of therapy And I really dimbo. dumbo, tumbo, Peter Pan, fly.
3: We want the magic, Kingdom last night
9: It's
1: magical, it's magical, perfectical, it's fantastical it's magical, Theatrical
9: And has Change Change the Magic Kingdom Special favorite vacation celebration My favorite character is my yeah. favorite nice I love Ariel And Tinkerbell I love
7: Happy
9: or Little Sleeping Beauty you We know, Because it's family time. time In magic Kingdom
7: Celebrating good times magic
1: kingdom. All aside. In magic Kingdom when you come through those gates, you feel like a kid again. You feel like a kid again.
5: I feel
8: like a kid, kid, kid again. Every time I come. Like. Um, it's, it's awesome. We can all be kids again. My favorite attraction is... Space Shiver. The Tower of Terror. The Tower of Terror. Mission
9: Space. I have to say, Animal Kingdom was great. I love Santa. Jiminy Cricket. Casey Duck, Donald That. Toy Story. Yeah. There's so much to do. We can get our honeymoon. We
5: can come through.
9: I'll never forget it. it. It feels magic. It's fantastic. Magic.
1: A- 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 you Freud, it's magical. It's magical. So it's magical. <faction> stupendical. So It's magical. It's magical. It's magical. It's magical. So beautiful. So colorful. Fantastic.
9: Physical. It's magical. Oh. It's unbelievable. Dreams come true. And the major... Dreams do
3: come true. In magic Join us for a... special occasion,
0: favorite vacation. Celebration.
3: I had the time of my life at Disney World. Is that you, Beaver? Yes, Mom.
2: Oh, Beaver, I say you're home.
3: Yes, Dad. This is me that's home. How was the movie? Well, I didn't go to the movie.
2: You didn't go to the movie?
3: No, sir. I went yesterday when I wasn't supposed to.
2: Oh, is that so?
3: Yes, sir. And I won a racing bicycle with a guaranteed other seat. And I hit it at Larry's. And I was going to make believe like I won it today. But I couldn't. So that's why I'm telling you what happened.
2: Well, uh, when did you decide to tell us about it?
3: When I was walking the bike home from Larry's.
4: (laughs) Yeah, Dad. It's too big for him to ride. Are
2: Well, Beaver, I'm glad you decided to tell us the truth. Of course, you realize you can't keep a bicycle you won while you were being disobedient. We'll have to find something to do with the bike.
3: Larry and I already found something to do with it. Oh, you did? Yeah. I walked it back to Larry's house, and then Larry and I walked it down to a church.
2: To a church?
3: Yes, sir. Laurie wants to do it with babies in a movie. Do what? We left it on the front steps with a note. Well, I just told someone nice adopts it.
2: Well, Beaver, I'm I'm also very glad you realized you couldn't keep the bicycle. But there's still the matter of your being disobedient, isn't there? Yes, sir. Well, I think you'd better stay away from the movies for, um. Uh, two weeks.
3: Yes, sir.
4: Hey, that was really something what he did, wasn't it, huh?
3: It certainly was.
4: You know, for a little kid like that, a lot of stuff sure goes on in his head.
0: Hey D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand, a new kind of Disney show, only on DizRadio.com. D-I-Z-Radio.com. This is the channel that brings you the laughter, the fun,
9: Upon a star, dreams come true. Every day is filled
5: with fantasies. Disney Channel.
0: questions we have answers let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in i want to know
7: hey d-heads this is aaron and i'm back with another installment of i want to know it's been another busy week but also a wonderful week it's one of the favorite times of year for all of us disney fanatics yes d-heads I'm starting to plan a trip to Walt Disney World for October, and it's very exciting. In the weeks to come, I will follow up on specifics because I would love to meet some of you at the parks. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's dig in and see what questions we have for this week. The first one is from Melissa Parker of Michigan, and she writes, D-Team at Walt Disney World, mainly the Magic Kingdom. I remember an old parade that it was all about Mickey. I think maybe the Mickey Mania parade or something? My question is, when did it debut and when did it end? Also, can you find it anywhere for the soundtrack? Would love to hear it again. Well, you're absolutely correct on the name, Melissa. Mickey Mania made its debut on June 1st, 1994. There were over 100 performers in the parade and every float featured people dressed to represent an element of Mickey. The parade started with people on skateboards, dirt bikes, and rollerblades, in front of a float featuring a tornado slide with the parade logo and characters such as Pluto and Roger Rabbit. Stilt walkers wearing top hats with mouse ears followed behind. This was followed by two people pushing a rolling mouse ear silhouette. Inside each of the circles was a Mickey inflatable. The main float in this section was preceded by people wearing inflatable Mickey costumes that made them look like weebles. They were followed by people riding on inflatable hop balls. The main float featuring Goofy and Max with tanks of air that were blowing up a giant Mickey balloon and smaller ones on the sides. Behind them were more people wearing inflatable Mickey costumes that were designed to look like Mickey was walking on his hands. The next unit was introduced by another rolling Mickey silhouette that had a gumball machine in the middle full of Mickey heads. Mickey dolls were clamped to the ears of the silhouette. Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland... Mad Hatter, Pinocchio, Geppetto, and Wendy rode tricycles behind it. The main float of this section featured Winnie the Pooh surrounded by Mickey toy plush. Characters such as Tigger and Dopey walked behind it with Mickey puppets on their hands. The next silhouette included Mickey-influenced television sets, followed by people pushing TV cameras. Many performed on the main float with dancing musicians. The next rolling mousier silhouette featured clock gears, introduced the main float, featuring a giant moving Mickey clock, complete with gears, with Chip and Dale on the clock. Characters that had something to do with time, such as Cogsworth, a watch-dealing TikTok croc, and the White Rabbit, walked behind. Pieces of Mickey were included in the next silhouette, such as his gloves and shoes. This was followed by people wearing Mickey's traditional meet-and-greet outfit, red pants, black shoes, yellow tie, and black coat. Walking Mickey gloves, musketeer ears, and rolling Mickey shoes escorted the main float, which featured the real Mickey Mouse on it. It depicted his various looks through the ears, and had a moving circle of Mickey roly-poly toys and static wind-up Mickeys going up the float towards the real-life mouse. The parade featured the songs Rock the House with the Mouse and Crazy About the Mouse, Mickey Mania ran until September 30th, 1996, when it was replaced by the Remember the Magic Parade. The complete parade is on YouTube. Someone has also posted just the parade soundtrack on YouTube. If you message him, he'll send it to you as an MP3. If you love Mickey, you'd love this parade. It's fun and very 90s. Our next question is from Thomas W. from the sunny beaches of Florida. Sure, rub it in, Thomas. Aaron, great portion of the show, love the D-Team. In the classic Disney movie, The Happiest Millionaire, it says it was based on a true story. Is that really true? This is a lost gem, and many of the tunes rival that of Poppins or Peach Dragon. Thanks for the help. The Happiest Millionaire is a 1967 musical film starring Fred McMurray and based upon the true story of Philadelphia millionaire Anthony J. Drexel Biddle. The musical song score is by Robert and Richard Sermon. The screenplay is by A.J. Carruthers, based on the play that was based on the book, My Philadelphia Father, by Cordelia Drexel Biddle, his daughter. This was the last film with involvement from Walt Disney, who died during its production. The story is about a happy and unbelievably lucky young Irish immigrant, John Lawless, who lands a job as the butler of an unconventional millionaire. As the movie goes on, he serves as the narrator. His daughter Cordelia tires of the unusual antics of her father, especially since the nice young men around town all fear him. Wouldn't you fear a father-in-law that keeps alligators for pets and teaches boxing at his daily Bible classes? Cordelia decides to run off to boarding school and promptly finds the man of her dreams. Unfortunately, his family doesn't approve of her father's outrageous antics either. You can listen to this great movie on our lifetime of Disney player on DizRadio.com Our final question this week comes from Grim, ghost Host 1982 and he writes, Question for I Want to Know Been looking everywhere for an old vinyl record. I am looking for one that had a trip through the Haunted Mansion narrated by Ron Howard. I keep Googling it and then like three LPs pop up. Which one is the right one? I don't want to spend a ton of money on an album that isn't the one I'm looking for. Any help would be awesome. Well, the album I think you're referring to is called The Story and Song from the Haunted Mansion. Disneyland Records released this album in 1969. It featured the story of two teenagers, Mike, played by Ron Howard, and Karen, played by Robbie Lester, who get trapped inside the Haunted Mansion. With Thurl Ravenscroft as the narrator, Pete Renaday as the ghost host, and Eleanor Audley as Madame Leota, Some of the effects and ideas that were planned but never permanently made to the attraction are mentioned here. The raven speaks in the stretching room and the hatbox ghost is mentioned during the attic scenes. It was reissued in 1998 as a cassette tape titled A Spooky Night in Disney's Haunted Mansion. A second reissue was released on CD in 2009 for the Halloween season. He used the original title of the story and song from the Haunted Mansion and used the original cover artwork along with the story from the record. The CD also contained the song Grim Grinning Ghost in its entirety as a separate track. The CD was also enhanced with high resolution artwork. The CD's case doubled as a storybook depicting various scenes from the attraction with illustrations. But the CD is widely available on eBay and Walmart for under $10. And I found the LP on eBay. A suggestion, if you're worried about spending a lot on the wrong album, get the CD and see if that's the one you're looking for. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, Laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads.
4: Yo, there! Listen up, all you rad dudes! Walt's house is rocking with a mania that's hit the street with a brand new beat! Gosh, it sounds like a party!
9: Maybe I should bake a cake! oh, is <laughs> <laughs> goofy! It's not that kind of
4: party! It's a death jam, And we're invited to groove with the rest of the gang! That's right, Roger! My main man, Mickey Mouse, is. He wants y'all to chill hard and bump the bump while the Mania grooves your moves. Mickey Mania is taking control.
3: Field with his wife Mary Ellen and their daughter Kelly. What a doll. For a long time the beaver lived out of town but after his marriage broke up he came home with his sons Kip and Oliver. So we're together again all discovering and rediscovering the joys and pitfalls of that magical time we call childhood and that's what our series is about.
6: Bennett, the original voice of Siri. You're listening to Disney
8: On Demand. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. In 1964, the It's a Small World attraction opened at the World's Fair as a tribute to UNICEF's work with children across the world. In honor of this special connection with UNICEF and the attraction's 50th anniversary, the Walt Disney Company will be donating $150,000, plus an additional $100,000, through $1 for every sing-along video recorded and virtual doll creation. On their website, www.smallworld50.com. And on April 10th, a special global sing along will be featured on ABC's Good Morning America in honor of the happiest cruise, It's a Small World. For their 50th celebration, all five Disney resorts across the world will be taking part in the sing along, as well as everyone around the world who wants to sing along themselves. In fact, the songwriter himself, Richard Sherman, will be leading the song from Main Street USA in Disneyland. So wherever you are, take a minute to sing It's a Small World this weekend in honor of its golden anniversary. As you might have heard, Downtown Disney is undergoing a huge reimagining to become what will be known as Disney Springs. A part of this transformation includes the addition of many new shops and restaurants, one of which is called the Trophy Room, and will feature sports apparel and merchandise with a nostalgic old school flair. We can't wait to see the merchandise when it opens later this spring. On Earth Day, April 22nd, guests at Animal Kingdom can enjoy special offerings during the annual Party for the Planet. This educational event will allow for opportunities to learn to make your backyard wildlife friendly, as well as various conservation practices. From games that Rafiki's Planet Watch to activities focused on brown bears, the stars of the latest movie in the Disney Nature series, there will be plenty to do and learn at Animal Kingdom. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly!
0: Why doesn't the beaver ever learn his lesson? He has often taught his lesson. He promises to remember his lesson. But the next day, he's forgotten his lesson. Is he deliberately ignoring his lesson? Not exactly. New evidence suggests that Beaver's lesson enters one ear, floats around his head for a few seconds, but avoids having any contact with his brain before exiting out the other side of his skull. Oh, so that's it. Learn your lesson. Watch Leave it to Beaver. Weeknights in TV Land.
2: I hope this will be a good lesson to you. Last night, I didn't get a chance to ask how you did on the test.
4: Well, I think I did okay. Hey, you know that battle at Jutland, Dan? Yeah? How did that thing come out? Well, the British won it. Oh, that's good. Because if they lost it, I'd be in trouble.
9: Well, in high school,
3: Mrs. Rayburn made a big speech yesterday in assembly about how nobody should go steady. She did? Yeah. I'm not thinking anybody dumb enough to go steady with a girl.
4: <laughs> well, what else would you go steady with?
3: I don't know, but it sure wouldn't be a girl. <laughs> when are you going to hear the results of the test, Wally?
4: Mr. Gannon's going to stick up the goon list today. I'm going to stop by and look at it before I go to gym.
3: They don't put the marks up in our school. Too many kids cry or get sick.
0: <laughs> it's Disney Blues. Disney on demand.
3: Whew. I thought you were dead. Uh, uh...
10: With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What?
3: My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, Was this baby?
9: We'll never be
6: alive. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, LVD heads, so I'm back
1: once again, and thank you, Aaron, for stopping in and dipping your hand in that virtual mailbag with I Want to Know. And remember, you can always email Aaron any of your questions at E-R-I-N, at dizradio.com. You can also find that link right there on our website on our official homepage. Just go there, connect up with Aaron, and drop him a line. No question is too hard for the D team. And thank you, Caitlin, for giving us the lowdown this week with WDW and 2. You just make my trip coming up in May that much more exciting. So all of you D-heads, with that said, we have all kinds of fun. I've already laid out tons of news hot off the D-wire, so I'm not going to go too much more into news here this week because we have a lot of fun things on the horizon. We have more from the D-team and all kinds of things, including Jerry Mathers stopping in here very shortly. So I'm just going to give you a couple more things off the D-wire, and then we're going to keep the show rolling around. And how about Take Me Fishing is hooking Walt Disney World Resort guests on fishing and boating. That's right. In today's age, we're getting kids outside to exercise and enjoy nature, can be more challenging than ever, Take Me Fishing and Walt Disney World Resorts are making it easier for families to connect with the outdoors through fishing and boating. Yes, beginning this month, the Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation and its Take Me Fishing campaign are sponsoring fun and educational family catch-and-release fishing and boating experiences offered to guests at the Walt Disney World Resort in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Now, the three locations at the resort that are going to offer Take Me Fishing are going to be branded as fishing and boating experiences. Now, in addition, visitors to Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground have the opportunity to participate in dockside fishing as well, while visitors at Disney's Port Orleans Resort Riverside can try their hand at Cane Pole Fishing. Now, guests can also enjoy the Take Me Fishing Challenge recently introduced at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Now, as Frank Peterson, President and CEO of the Recreational Department, has stated, with the popularity of fishing and boating on the rise, with women and children in the United States collaborating with Walt Disney World Resorts, is helping us Get even more families engaged into these sports. Now, guests who boat and fish at the Walt Disney World Resort are going to be encouraged to continue these memorable experiences at home by connecting with takemefishing.org, which is going to provide more information about where to boat and fish in their local communities. Now, parents can also find how-to videos to learn fishing basics as well as additional safety tips and advice. Now, in addition to the Take Me Fishing's presence at the Walt Disney World Resort, they have continued a relationship with Disney Media Networks to spread the word about the benefits. Benefits of fishing and boating, and this relationship is going to include sponsorships on the Disney Channel and Disney XD, and also through Radio Disney projects and events throughout the country. If you want to find out more about this, about the Walt Disney World Resort, where you can do this when you're on the grounds or just participating in your local community, you can definitely check them out at takemefishing.org. And finally, all d heads one more thing here, hot off the D-Wire, and Frozen. Yes, it seems like the world cannot get enough of Frozen it is just ridiculously off the charts like crazy and how about Walt Disney Records' Frozen soundtrack to maintain the number one position on the Billboard Top 200 album chart for nine consecutive weeks. That's right. That's right. The Platinum Certified Frozen soundtrack maintains the number one slot on the Billboard Top 200 album chart, spending nine non-consecutive weeks in the top position, according to Nielsen SoundScan. Now selling over 149,000 copies in the week ending of April 6th, the soundtrack has now sold 1.9 million copies and 5.9 million copies combined with digital tracks in its 19th week of release. Now, Frozen is the first album to sell a million units in 2014 and is expected to cross the two million sales later this week. Now, the Oscar-winning song, Let It Go, has sold over three million copies and has been certified triple platinum. Now, the track itself is maintaining in the top 15 and on the top 40, in adult listening as well. Now, Let It Go is currently the number four song on iTunes singles and number three on the Billboard's digital song chart. So, Frozen just continues to grow. I mean, it is just... Going off the charts continuously, non stop, and I don't see it slowing down. I mean, I have my theories as to why Frozen is uh, as popular as it is, but we'll explore that maybe in a different show. But I'm just going to wrap that up for news here this week, all of you D heads. That is it, because, you know, we have Jerry Mathers in the horizon, and I am excited. Now, many of you may be wondering just how is Jerry Mathers connected to Disney? Well, he's connected to Disney in a variety of different ways, from voting PSAs for Disneyland back in the 80s, as well as his making for TV movie and TV show, Still the Beaver, and the new Leave it to Beaver show. So there's a lot of things on the horizon. We have Jerry Mathers stopping in here very shortly. So before I let you go, I just want to say thank you for tuning in once again. I am excited to bring these shows to you, all of you D-heads. And I do want to remind you that I will be heading down to the Walt Disney World Resort in May. So if you want to connect up, you want to meet up and have a Diz Radio connection, definitely drop us an email at DizRadio at gmail.com. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I am just going to stop my rambling. I'm going to let it go, and, uh, you know, let's release the reins for a bit. I'm going to get something to drink, and when I come back in the studio, we're going to have none other than an American institution, an icon, the man behind, leave it to Beaver, yes, Beaver Cleaver, Jerry Mathers, is going to be stopping in here. I'll be right back, all of you D-heads.
3: give it, kip. Thanks. Uh, I hate to break this to you, Ollie, but just because you put on your good suit doesn't mean you're going to get out of taking a bath. I already took a bath. Wanna smell? <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, I'll take your word for it. No, you should try on your suit. No need, because at Dylan's house they don't care what you wear to dinner. And get this, we're going to watch the football game while we eat. Wow. And it gets even better. We're going to have dessert in the hot tub. There's no way Dad's going to let you spend Thanksgiving at someone else's house. He's just got to. I'm not just begging like a little kid. You saw my proposal. I covered every objection he could possibly have. Oh, yeah. It was real good. Only it's too bad the E wasn't working in Grandma's typewriter. Don't worry. I'm sure he got the gist of it.
6: How are my guys today?
3: Happy Thanksgiving, Dad.
6: Aw, thanks. Boy, do you look terrific. Uh, why don't you go down and show your grandmother how good you look?
3: Are you trying to get rid of me?
6: Oh, well, in a word, yes.
3: I told you. <laughs> Dad, did you read my proposal?
6: Well, I, I certainly did, you know. Now, it was a little hard to read because of the ease, but uh, I have to admit that your grammar and typing have gotten a lot better.
3: Thanks. Then I can go.
6: Well, let me just say that I really appreciate the, the thought and the maturity that went into this effort.
3: In other words, I'm stuck here all day.
6: Hey, well, let's not get that attitude.
4: Uh, Eric, I think I need to break up with you. It's not me. It's you. Oh, you too hard, and you ain't got no style. <laughs> I think I need to concentrate on my studies. We are never getting back together, like ever. Uh uh-huh. I'm supposed to be, uh, cleaning up in here? Uh, maybe not right now. Our girlfriend just broke up with us. Well, the way I see it, you can sit around here and mope, or you can start a boy band. Awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Now get up! I got some things I need to teach y'all. So I know that I'm your destiny Though you're unsure Why fight the side Don't think so much Baby let your heart decide True to your heart You must be true to your heart That's when the heavens will part And baby shower with you with my love Open your eyes Your heart can tell you no lies When you're true to your heart I know it's going to lead you
9: straight to me. I can show you the world, shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, princess,
4: now when did you last let your heart? A bit right. Oh,
6: Tom McLaughlin. Maybe you know me as Captain Star. Maybe you know me as the writer-director of Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, Part 6. Or maybe you know me as the lead singer of the rock and roll band, The Sloss. Stay tuned for something special on Disney On Demand. Are you going to vote this year, Jer? Yeah, sure, Tony. You registered yet? Registered. Well, yeah. You can't vote if you don't register, you goof. You call? Oh, not you, Goofy. This goof.
5: Address.
6: Sounds pretty easy,
10: huh, Tony? Oh, yeah, it's a piece of cake, Jer. And you can pick up a registration form at any city hall.
4: Look, there's Donald. Hey, Donald, come on over and register. I already
2: did. Stop goofing off. <laughs> register to vote. When you were young, you had your own set of values, values that nothing could change. An ice cream cone was a snow-capped mountain of sheer delight. An autographed baseball was more precious than rubies. And a note from the teacher meant only one thing, disaster. And that's our story tonight on Leave It to Beaver. Leave It to Beaver. Starring Barbara Billingsley, Hugh Beaumont, Tony Dow, And Jerry Mathers as the beaver.
0: Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special
1: guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And with us here this week, as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, your lifetime of watching television, movies, and more, we have somebody that is a television legend here with us here this week. You may know him from a variety of different shows, from Ozzie and Harriet, but we know him mainly as Beaver Cleaver. Yes, we have none other than Jerry Mathers here with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand.
6: Well, thank you very much, and the reason for that is... And and I'm very proud to be this. It's the longest-running show in television history. It's never been off the air since October of 1957. Shows in 46 languages all over the world. So... It's a really, really nice show to be associated with, Leaf It to Beaver.
1: Well, you know, and it's one of those shows that has gone down in history. I mean, it is, you know, my parents grew up with it. I grew up with it. And my children are growing up with it. Um, you know, it is a fantastic show. I guess, you know, going all the way back then, um, you know, I guess what led you down the road of acting? You know, how did you, you know, break into the business and want to take that path?
6: Well, it was all really by accident. My dad um, was a World War II vet. He was a B-25 pilot, and he was from Iowa. My mom was from Minnesota. Uh, my dad flew twenty five missions over Germany and got the g i bill and when I was actually born in Sioux City, Iowa, but I was only there for about eight or nine months and My dad, under the g i bill went to u s c to get his um first his master's and then his doctorate so the whole family moved out here and one day uh, my dad was working then after he finished u s c and got his diploma he got a uh, uh, my my mom was took took me to a department store we were walking around, and a lady came up to her and said you know, your little boy fits the clothes perfectly. Could he be a model for us? And my mom thought, well, this is the big city. This is some kind of a catch. And she kind of said, no, no, no. And the lady went, you know what, this isn't a catch. You know, we would pay him and he could keep the clothes. And my mom said, well, then he could probably do it. So that's how I started. (laughs) But what a lot of people don't realize is everything then was live. There were movies. They were on 35 millimeter, but television was live. And there were no kids that worked on live TV. Now, in New York, they could go to the Broadway stage. Out here in California, we didn't have a legitimate theater company that generated a lot of kids. So there weren't kids that worked in front of a live audience. So they looked around, and the models, we walked out. We did, like, you know, a turnaround and walked back in in the clothes. And they said, well, maybe they could do it. So my very first job was an advertisement. It was called the Colgate Comedy Hour. Ed Wynn was the person that was the comedian for it. He was an ex-5 billion and had his own show. And I would walk into swinging doors of a saloon, Um, actually under it. The only thing that would make the doors move was my 10-gallon hat. I had on the 10-gallon hat um, cowboy boots, six guns, and diapers. I would walk through these cowboys that were breaking chairs over each other and having a huge fight scene. One of them would pick me up, I'd pound on the bar, and I'd say, I'm the toughest hombre in these parts, you better have my brand, and he would go into a commercial for pet milk. Well, once I did that right the first time, I worked all the time because I couldn't take a chance that somebody would walk out see the audience panic forget their lines because they would have had to work around it so once you did it right once you worked all the time
1: well you know and you you know we went on to do a variety of different things too i mean you were in alfred hitchcock films i mean the trouble with harry has gone down as a classic you know in hitchcock now is that also something that you often get recognized for for people that are big hitchcock fans
6: Oh, absolutely. In fact, I'm going to a, uh, uh, up in the San Francisco area, I think it's next week to a big Hitchcock Film Festival where I'll speak on it because he actually became a a very good friend of mine. Um, when I was very little and before Leave It to Beaver, I was actually doing another live show. I think it was called Lux Video Theater and it was August and it was so hot in August out here and plus all the lights from the uh from the set we're just making it a, an absolutely miserable day and it was another live show so i went in i did my little talk whatever i had to do walk back and they had my mother there so i wouldn't wander around and so i pulled on her skirt and said mom can i go get a drink of water there's a drinking uh you know like one of those uh, sparkless things over there with a cup she says no they told us to stay here be quiet and all of a sudden, this nice man walked over and said, I'll take him over, Mrs. Mathers. And he walked me over, got me a drink of water, walked me back. And then I noticed he walked out onto the stage, and the camera came on him, and he was doing a commercial. And about, oh, six weeks later, maybe more than that, it's hard when you're a kid to know exactly how long, I was called on, and on in an interview, I walked in, and there was that jolly man and the casting director said this is Mr. Hitchcock and I said hello Mr. Hitchcock and he said hello Mr. Mathers and he always called me Mr. Mathers from the time I was a kid and that's how I got the job for Trouble with Harry. So he had seen me um doing the uh, the live work that I was doing
1: very cool you know I mean and it's little things like that that stay as nuggets in you know in your memory and in your history that you know you truly haven't forgotten now you know moving forward to leave it to beaver you know the one thing that everybody loves like I said you know my parents grew up with it I grew up with it my children are growing up with it um you know when it came time for that show I guess how did that come about landing the role for leave it to beaver and you know I guess uh you know for the era and the time you know is it really uh, – does it portray more of an idealistic
6: family or, or not? Because, you know, the one thing that I think keeps the – It's not a documentary. It's not a doc- documentary of the 50s. It's situation comedy. So when you watch a comedy today, are they like everybody that's out there? No. You know they're they're more extreme because it's it's made to get laughs. So leave it to Beaver. is the longest running show in television history. It's never been off the air since 1957. It shows in 46 languages all over the world. So it's not just the United States. Really good show. All of them are from real life. Now I'm not saying that each one of those things happened that a child in that way, but it wasn't people going into a room and trying to make up jokes so that, you know, people would laugh, which is what you see on a lot of the TV shows and situation comedies today. All the humor from Leave it to Beaver comes out of things that happen in the show, and if you want to have a chuckle, you say, oh, that's kind of funny, but it's not like people are just going out there to tell jokes. Definitely.
1: You know, and and you know, and with a show like Leave it to Beaver, too, like you said, it, it is situation comedy, and it's the kind of thing where I think the one thing that, that keeps it going in so many countries and for so long is because it is family-friendly comedy. It's the kind of thing where you can smile, there's a lesson to be learned, and, you know, that resonates for generation to generation no matter what.
6: Yeah, and you know, all the things that really happen to kids in the 50s are still happening. There's always a guy like Eddie Haskell, who's, you know, the, the kind of devilish person. There's always a guy like Lumpy, who's really not that bright, but kind of a big bully. There's always people like Wally, who is the big athlete. And there's a lot more people like the Beaver, who are just the kind of people that, you know, they're good at some things, but they're not the best at anything, but they make do, and they have good lives. and. You know, it's, it's interesting for people to watch the beaver go through all the things and say, you know, something like that kind of happened to me when I was a kid too. I can understand this story. And even kids today are watching the same thing. Cause Things that happened to kids before happen to them now. Definitely. Now, I guess looking back
1: at that show and things like that, are there any episodes that always, you know, stand out in your mind? And I'm sure that there's probably many of them that are your favorites, but are there any, you know, particular moments, whether that was on the show or even off set, you know, being part of, you know, the cast and the crew that just as one of those nuggets that, you know, you're never going to forget.
6: Well, I'll tell you, probably the hardest episode to do, and it was almost banned from television. It couldn't even be showed. Do you know what it was?
1: No, I do not.
6: It was the very first episode of Leave it to Beaver because Leave it to Beaver set one precedent (laughs) with his first show. Wally and the Beaver, and this was in the 50s, used to be able to look in comic books and things like that and send away to Florida to get a live alligator that you could raise. But they don't make very good pets. So Beaver and Wally asked their parents if they could do it. They said no. So they think, and because they say they're not responsible enough to have a pet. So they go ahead and kind of sneak it and send away for it and it comes. But then it, when it comes, it says it needs water. So they want to keep it in the toilet um, so their mom won't see it. Well, not only were toilets not allowed to be shown, bathrooms at that time were absolutely banned from television. So Leave it to Beaver is the first television show that ever showed a bathroom. Now they had to make a compromise. They wouldn't let them show the bowl of the toilet, but we were allowed to keep it in the top in the tank as long as they didn't show the bowl. So Leave it to Beaver was precedent that way. I don't know if that's <laughs> good or bad, but it was.
4: Well, you know,
1: and it, it's amazing how different, uh, you know, times were in television where that was, you know, that was a big controversy. That was a big issue.
6: And, that was huge you know a, a Warden June had to have separate beds if a woman was in bed a man could sit on the bed but one foot always had to be on the floor they just had all these very, very strange rules. But, you know, they, they were what was, uh,
1: you know, acceptable at the time. Definitely. You know, and the show went on, you know, it, it something worked because it went on for so many seasons, you know, 234 episodes, you know, and continues
6: to be shown now. Now, Yeah, that's because they're all from real life, and things that really happened are still happening. You know, if, if you go in and write pop jokes you know, and, or you know, even jokes, you know, they, they fade because people don't understand. But when you write real-life stories that happen to kids— A lot of those things happened to the writers in the 30s and 40s, some of them happened to Tony and me, some of them happened, you know, even beyond that. So there were a lot of people that, that contributed, but all the stories in their core are from real life, and that's why it's lasted so long, because those things are still happening to kids.
1: Definitely, you know, and I mean, you know, for running for six seasons, too, you know, you grew up on the set, and, and growing up on the set and in this environment, I'm sure that, you know, for years to come, you guys remained, you know, close-knit as, you know, family and friends, I'm assuming or hoping that's correct, that you guys did grow up that way, and, you know, that leads us to, you know, 1982, and still the beaver. I mean, I remember that television movie. And I guess, what was it like when you guys were approached saying, you know, let's bring, you know, the whole family back, you know, in time, you know, current day and whatnot. I guess, was that something you were ready to just jump on board with?
6: Oh, we were really ready. We were just absolutely ecstatic. You know, it was something that the movie of the week did very, very well. It was the number two new movie of the week for 1982. And, you know, we started production. We were in production of that show for almost uh, seven years. So it was – and what happened was the company was an Australian company, and I think you've probably heard of the movie studio 20th Century Fox. Well, they went up for sale, and this company was moved, thought they were moving to the United States and made a bid for 20th Century Fox and pledged, along with a lot of other things, all of the Leave it to Beaver shows – as collateral and then went bankrupt. And so we were doing, in fact, Ted Turner did the largest order in television history. He ordered a hundred episodes at one time. That's the largest order that's ever been made in television history. And we did all of them. So, uh, it was just, uh, kind of unfortunate that they pledged it and that's why it's not on the air right now like the original show
1: definitely you know and that was a great show I mean it was one of those that you know it really did connect with kids as well now how different was it when you came back and now you know you're the parents and you're the adults and you know your
6: kids are getting into the same kinda of
1: situations and things like that I mean was it really truly
6: it's not tough that way what it's tough is and I I learned what poor Barbara and Hugh went through because what happened is when you work with kids Kids can only work eight hours. They can't do overtime. So what you do is you go back and you shoot the long shots and all the kids' close-ups. Even if it's another set, which may take 45 minutes to an hour to move to and light, you just move on. And then at the end of the day, when the kids go home, uh, they can work eight hours, so eight to five or nine to six when they go home, you have to go back, and sometimes you're there till eleven or twelve o'clock at night because the whole set has to be relit just for all the adults' close-ups and things that don't have the kids in it.
1: Definitely, you know, well, and that's the kind of thing where now you are on the opposite end, and also during that time, you also directed and, and you know manned
6: a lot of these as well. What was it like getting behind the camera? Well, it's really nice, you know. It, it's kind of fun to have your friends, and you know, when you, when you read a script, you always have an idea. Now, if you're an actor. You're basically clay. You walk in and the wardrobe person dresses you and the writer has already written the lines and the director tells you how to do it. So, you know, you you don't get a lot of choices. But when you're the director, you make all the choices. So, you know, you, you can say, stand here, read this line here. You give them, the, you know, what, what emotions you want. So it's a, it's a lot more fun being a director. And it, it really, you know, it, it it shows in each show because each show has a different, a lot of shows have different directors and each person has their own vision when they read it. You know, and when the writers wrote it, they had their vision.
1: You know, moving forward away from, you know, television and Leave It to Beaver and all that kind of fun stuff, you know, back in 2007, you made your Broadway debut, I guess. um, You know, something where it's, you know, live, on, on, you know, on stage, the audience reaction, which is something that you're, you know, pretty used to now you know, from growing up into that. I guess, what was the jump of making you want to jump to Broadway?
6: Well, I, Tony and I had actually, before we did the new Leave it to Beaver, toured a play for, to standing room audiences all across the United States for almost a year and a half. It was called So Long Stanley. It was an original play written by Schiller and Weiskopf, who were um, Norman Lear's head writers, but he had wrote this for Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin right before they broke up. They owe, each owned 50% of the option for it to go to Broadway and wouldn't give, because they had such a bad fight, they wouldn't give the other one. So this was an original work. So I had done plays, as I say. We, we toured for 15 months. But Broadway was entirely different because it was a musical. So not only did I have to be on stage and, you know, it's something I'm comfortable with, but when you go to Broadway, I mean, that's the pinnacle. I had to sing and dance. In fact, the last... uh song on it's called you can't stop the beat and you're on the stage with 45 people all doing basically cheerleader dance moves if you're one beat off everybody runs into everybody and they say i ran into him i ran into him i didn't run into anybody they know you missed (laughs) you missed one of the moves so um it was very very challenging i did very very well and it's like you know that's the pinnacle for an actor to to be able to say that you've been on television, you've done major movies, you've toured and you've been on Broadway. So you know, it's kind of like the trifecta for an actor.
1: Well, definitely, you know, and like you said, you know, you've been on Broadway, major movies and whatnot, and also many movies that, you know, uh, I guess the 80s generation, too, you know, you've already had a variety of different, you know, cameo spots, things like Back to the Beach and and items like that. Now, is that something where, you know, you make an appearance or a cameo and, and things like that? Do you just find fun in, into doing that and, you know, being recognized as the Beaver?
6: Oh, yeah, you know, it's always fun. And, you know, most of, honestly, most of these people I've known, like, you know, Annette and, and all the all the different people the mousketeers they were all contemporaries of mine so we see each other you know we're always doing charity events and all sorts of different things where you see all the other actors and they'll say hey I'm doing a new movie and I say fine like, well you know what we could write you in and you go well, yeah that'd be great sometimes they do sometimes they don't but you know it's always fun to get on a set uh, it's a little hard try, sometimes trying to be the character of the beaver at eight years old when I'm, you know, now 65, but that's what people want to see sometimes in those cameos. So it's okay.
1: Now, I guess, you know, with, uh, Broadway movies, television and all that kind of fun stuff, I guess that's going to lead us to, you know, you also, uh, you know, have a knack at broadcasting as well. Now is, uh, you know, going all around the bit here, I guess what led you into wanting to get into broadcasting?
6: Well, um, I actually had a very, very good friend, um, who was uh, a station manager and what he, he asked me if I'd like to come and do uh, one show for him, and I did. And the next thing he said, how would you like to do overnights for me? And it was during the summer when I was actually doing the new Leave it to Beaver, but we were on hiatus. So I did weekend overnights, and it was so popular that I became a, a morning DJ for a while. And it was a lot of fun, and I did that, but it you know, it really tied me down to do a lot of the other things that I do, like the charity work and things like that. So I did that for about a year and had a very popular show. We're on a clear channel, so it was all over the country. And it was really fun and it was something I liked. It was rock and roll, so I got to make my own playlist and uh, played some things that people liked and some that I liked and not as many people liked as I thought they would. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I guess, you know, we know you're busy. You know, you got a lot of different things going on in the works. And um, I guess with, uh, you know, your entire career, many different things, I know you probably get asked this pretty often, but are we going to see a return of, uh, you know, Leave it to Beaver once again, maybe, you know, a new generation or, you know, maybe your grandpa now or who knows what?
6: Well, I, I think what first has to probably happen is the one has to come out of uh, the courts because when that comes back, it'll... You know, it'll, it'll kind of boost it again. And as I say, there's, you know, there's seven years of shows. There's a, a hundred and some episodes of that so with, with the movie of the week. So that'll happen. But, you know, I, Leaf to Beaver is just such a, a fun show. that in some ways, you keep making all these new ones, I think, because the original show is so good. The new one was very good. And I think when people see that, they'll, they'll understand, you know, to do a third one where I'm a grandfather or whatever. You know, you haven't got Hugh Beaumont, you haven't got a lot of the Barbara Billingsley, you haven't got a lot of the, the cast members, Frank Bank, that we had for the movie of the week. So, you know, sometimes you just want to sit back and, and look at a, something that's a prize and not improve it anymore, just kind of let it let people understand it and watch it. And as I say, most people have not even ever seen, if they didn't watch it for the first run on Turner, uh, the new Leave it to Beaver, which I think they'll be very excited when it comes back on the air.
1: Definitely, you know, and like I said, you know, my children, I've passed it on to them and they love it. You know, at eight years old, uh, the show still resonates. You know, they, all the shows still resonate with that and, you know, with that, you know, I just have to say thank you for all the memories, you know, from all of your fans and everyone listening in. You know, uh thanks for the memories because, you know, the Leave it to Beaver is it's an American staple. You know, it's one of those shows that is going to go down in history. You know, if you can pick the top 10 shows, it's always going to be in that top 10 that
6: everybody is going to know. So thanks for all the memories. Well, you know what I always say? I had more fun doing it than you had watching it. And that's one of the truest statements I make. It was an absolute blast. I've met people all my life. I've been able to do things all my life that had I not gotten Leave it to Beaver or even ever been an actor, all these tremendous benefits, people I've met. That, you know, other people, I mean, I hate to say this, but just read about. I would. Alfred Hitchcock was my good friend. Bob Hope was my good friend. All, a lot of actors of, of that quality were people that I basically grew up with and got to know and it's just you know it's been a very very wonderful life and it continues to be and i'm you know i'm still working i'm i also have diabetes um i was full blown diabetic i was on insulin i was way overweight i was about 60 pounds overweight i it took me about 4 years i lost the weight and now I'm pre-diabetic and not on anything.
1: Congratulations on that. I mean, and that, that's something that you're an advocate for as well, right, to you know, bring awareness to diabetes?
6: What, what I always say, I speak all over the country, and I say it's kind of like fishing. I go in there, and we talk about all the things you and I have talked about, and I tell the little stories. And at the end, I tell them about diabetes, and I can tell out there all the people that kind of perk up, and I reel them in and say, It's a devastating disease, and if you're overweight, you should have your doctor check you for diabetes. If he tells you you should start a regimen, you better start it because it's a very, very... Um, nasty disease once you get it if you don't take good care of it uh, it's not a good way to die
1: definitely and I know way too many people who that has affected in my life so definitely uh, you know good to know that you're out there and it's trying to bring awareness to the to the fact for many people uh, That's the whole thing. You, know,
6: you know you look around you and there are a lot of overweight people and you say oh well I'm just living the good life that's what I said and a, a good friend of mine that's a doctor she said come in for a physical and I said I feel fine And she knew by looking at how much weight I'd put on that I wasn't fine. So she knew me too well. She gave me a free physical for Christmas. I went in and she said, how'd you like to see your kids graduate from high school, you know, hold your grandbabies, get married, all that. I said, sure, every father wants to see that. She said, you'll be dead in three to five years. And this was a friend of mine that I knew was not lying to me just so I'd come in and visit her every week. Um, so it's, it's a very very serious disease that a lot of people are either pre-diabetic or even diabetic and they don't even know it
1: we, we we like your time stopping in taking the time out of your busy schedule and you know just chatting with all of us going down memory lane all your fans out there many different things so I guess in closing is there anything that you'd like to leave out there for all the Jerry Mather fans out there everybody you know from every generation um, is there anything you'd like to leave as lasting words from Jerry Mathers well the
6: lasting words would be kind of keep up with me because i'm doing a lot of stuff you can reach me at jerrymathers.com for twitter and facebook it's the Jerry Mathers because somebody already had Jerry Mathers, but the website so you'll see all the places i may be in your area come over and say hi if i'm i'm coming to your uh your town or, or city and as i say we'll have a good time and we'll uh, find out a little more about leave it to beaver if you really want to but um as i say it, it's a great life and i'm so happy to have done leave it to beaver and it's just been a blessing and i get to talk to nice people like you and and spread the message about diabetes
1: well thank you once again it was our pleasure having you stop in and you know we're going to keep up with you all over facebook twitter and your website so we're looking to see a lot more from jerry mathers thanks
6: once again for stopping in good i hope to talk to you again soon have a great day bye bye <laughs>
0: Next, it's the exclusive television premiere of Walt Disney's beloved Cinderella. Then Alan Thicke, Robin Lively, and Jay Underwood reprise their roles in the Disney Channel premiere film, Not Quite Human 2. Followed by Videopolis, Star Trek's 5. Tonight, on the Disney Channel.
10: My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. EC82. Hey gang, and welcome back to a place you thought long lost and closed. Yes, it is I, Jason, and welcome back to the vault. I'm very happy to be back after a very long hiatus, and for those who wondered where I was or what had happened to the vault, well, let's just say. Life gets the better of you at times, but never does Disney get that far away. After a few trips back to the happy place and some other life-affirming moments thus far, I'm glad to say I'm back to the DoD studios and glad to have the vault returning to us. During this past year, we've seen some great things come out on Blu-ray, some wonderful things come out at the theater, and quite frankly, some great things on the horizon that I just cannot wait to bring you. But when Jonathan told me of who was going to be coming to the studios upon my return, I had to put everything aside and couldn't wait to give you what needed to be told. Yes, Jerry Mathers, the beaver, right here in our studio. Can't believe it. So with that... I had to dig a little bit deeper into the Disney Archives to find something Jerry Mathers-related. What did I find? Why, of course, the ever-popular, all-new Leave it to Beaver. Yes, the series was originally slated for the Disney Channel, but had later been taken to other places. So with that, let's discuss the new Leave it to Beaver, or as it was originally called, Still the Beaver. 1983 was a very unique year, as most of us may remember, and if you don't, well, read your history books. In that case, we had the reuniting of the entire cast of Leave It to Beaver. Well, not everyone. Unfortunately, a year prior, Hugh Beaumont, Ward Cleaver, had left this earth and moved on to the great Mayfield in the sky. But what a great means and vehicle to produce a new program! The Disney Channel was able to commission the two-hour made-for-TV movie that was originally placed on CBS, chopped it into four half-hour bits, and eventually created the television series that was later to be aired on the Disney Channel. Well, what could this new show bring about the entire Cleaver clan? Well, as I had mentioned, Ward had passed away. And that brought everyone back home. June still keeping up house with pearls on hand. Wally living right next door and still the beaver being pretty much who he always has been. The child at heart. But of course we have all grow up. And with him growing up he was married, had two children, and unfortunately soon divorced. Well what is a divorced father to do? But of course move back home. So now with Beaver still living in the house, and Wally living next door, and Mom taking care of them both, there also comes the whole new family. Kip and Ollie, of course Beaver's children, Wally's daughter, and eventually son, and of course we cannot forget Eddie Haskell, the little weasel that he always has been with his own two children. The only difference is, the kids don't see Mayfield the same as Wally and the Beef did which of course brings great comedy to ensue throughout the entire season. The first season was originally produced for the Disney Channel back in 1983 and 84. It did eventually air in 84 on the Disney Channel. Due to the powers that be, seasons two through four left the Disney Channel taking a year break of production and moved to TBS. This worked great for the entire cast considering Jerry Mathers, Tony Dow, Barbara Billingsley, Ken Osman and Frank banks Beebe's best friend Lumpy— all got back together to create this wonderful, new, nostalgic program. Of course, us D-heads hold it dear because it was one of those first original Disney Channel television series that, again, brought the heart and soul back to television. Well, how can anybody watch this? Unfortunately, there are only a few bootleg copies still floating around. You can always watch the original Leave it to Beaver on many different cable and television networks. Of course, YouTube and other video streaming services can help, but we're still waiting so we can all sit down and watch the new Leave it to Beaver. I know today's visit to the Vault is short, but that's okay. I'm back and ready to give you all the great Blu-ray reviews that the Vault can handle. So I'm going to file this one under S or maybe N for new. Not sure which, but whichever way it is, it will still be here for us to enjoy later. I want to first of all say thank you for welcoming me back, and I'm glad that we can share this time together. And until then, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always inside of you.
9: There's nothing complicated about the child, happy to give, proud of who we are, humble beneath the stars, we've everything we Welcome to our family time, welcome to our world. Celebration of life and seeing friends again. I'd be there for you. I know you'd be there for me too. So come on, welcome to our family time. Welcome to our lovely time. This is our festival, you know and best of all, we're here. It all. Remembering love once departed Someone did in your heart Finding love, planning a future, telling stories and laughing with friends, precious moments you never forget. like I've ever seen before. When I think how far I've come, I can't believe it. Yet I see it. And then I see family. I see
0: Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. It's Disney on Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson.
1: All right, D-Heads, so I am back once again. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It has been fun. It has been a great romp. And I do want to extend a very special thank you once again to the one and only Jerry Mathers, the legend, the icon, somebody that has been passed on from generation to generation. Thank you for taking time on your busy schedule, chatting with all of us here, and I'm sure we're going to see more of you in the future, all over, speaking at seminars and more. You truly are an American staple, and thank you for stopping in. And for all of you, D-Heads, out there be sure to check out all the seasons of leave it to beaver that are out on dvd now get them share them with your family your children and more because leave it to beaver is a fantastic family wholesome show and i can only hope one day we'll see still the beaver and the new leave it to beaver on dvd as well i'm holding out for that one so thank you once again jerry for stopping in i'd also like to thank the d team that's right aaron and caitlin for stopping in with your signature segments here at the show this week you truly add that special magic and more here at the show and welcoming back Jason. To the Diz Radio family. Thank you once again, Jason, for stopping in and going deep into the vault with this week's Blu-ray and DVD review. And remember you can always connect up with the D-Team right there on our homepage on our website at DizRadio.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, we've had a fantastic show here this week. And before I let you in as to who's going to be stopping in next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com That's D-I-Z Radio .com there you can find our full list of past shows the complete archives backlog and more including our latest news blogs posts social media and more right there on our website at dizradio.com that's D-I-Z Radio You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Instant Messenger, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue or Diz Radio. And remember, you can always get it directly to your mobile device or more so you can have the show on the go. Just search for us in iTunes and Stitcher Radio and download the newest shows right there as well. So all of you D heads with that said we've had all kinds of fun and many different things on the horizon here this week. Many different fun things going down memory lane and I was gonna let you know who is gonna be here for our Easter show. But you know what? I'm going to keep it a secret this time because, you know, it's just one that I'm very excited about, one that I think you're going to be excited about, and uh, we're going to gear up for that Easter show. It's definitely going to be a blast. So, sorry to let you down, but I'm not going to let you know who's going to be here for show number 71. So, with all that said, all of you D-heads, I am excited. Easter is around the corner, which means spring break is in the house, and we're all going to have fun. Search for those Easter eggs and make those memories with our family. Dye eggs, uh, go on Easter egg hunts, and all kinds of fun. So, in keeping with tradition, as I always say as we're busy as we're always running around we're very busy in our lives just take a moment slow down and never neglect family for business so until next week all of you D-heads I will catch you online and all over
6: I'd like you to feel that
10: that you could come to me too
6: Dad
3: just because you're having one of these man-to-man talks does that mean you can't give you other
6: guy a hug? No, it sure doesn't Sure yeah, Kids change so fast Just when you learn all the characters on Sesame Street They're watching 60 Minutes They're in such a hurry to grow up I remember we were too I guess it's hard for kids to imagine That there'll be times when they wish They could just spend their days fooling around in a treehouse
0: You know, Dave you're not such a little goof after all.
6: Yeah? Whoever said I was? Everybody. <laughs>